is this thing is that you might be working one PMO uh, today, but actually it might change in the next four or five years. It, it might change. And the reason why is that the PMO is there to support successful delivery. There is different types of PMO. And it, like you said, ultimately, it's about what's needed, isn't it? And the Ooh. context and what, what that organisation is trying to achieve, you know, will determine what type of PMO or PMOs that they are ultimately um, using. I think, to be fair, um, some of the, um, I suppose, better PMOs um, recognise and recognise that. And also recognise that they shouldn't be sitting there waiting for the organisation to turn around and say, look, PMO, we want to do X. Yeah. Mm. You know, PMO should be anticipating what's, what might be coming down the line. That's a good, you know, true PMO that is more directional in what it's, it's doing and really, truly supporting that organisation. I think... Um... PMO actually are ideally placed to start having those that that type of dialogue with an organisation to understand are you building the right thing and are you set up well. It allows you to draw on lots of different kinds of discipline. Yeah, we um, we have a, a competency framework that that um, references out. You know you need PMO stuff, but actually in the job, there's a bit of leadership stuff. There is a bit of project management, program management, portfolio management stuff you need to know. But there's also like business analysis type stuff. There's a change management. So there's a lot of knowledge um, that you need to you know to know about to to acquire. And I think that's that's what makes it feel more um, you know interesting and diverse and. Um, and what is interesting for me is the um, when you see people that used to be in delivery, project managers, program managers that have come into PMOs or you know whatever, whatever type, um, and and how a lot of them will say I'd never go back now because it's <laughs> well you know it's it's got its different different challenges, doesn't it? But I also do think that people at that level also see it as a nice stepping stone to get into a more generalist business management role or senior exec type role. Um, and I've certainly mm -hmm. seen that it's with people that I've, um, <clears throat> I've met along the way, um, you know, that are now working in roles that are like CIO, you know, it's mm -hmm. because they've come, they've come up through that change uh, role of which the PMO has been the kind of like the last thing because it does combine change delivery and business management mm -hmm. and all those other things. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> But equally, it's, it's, great. It. it's you know, it's yeah. It's great that you touched on that because that leads nicely to another question we've got. And um, you mentioned the PMO competency framework. Yes. Yeah. So, what do you recommend for um, PMO people who want to develop um, additional skills, and perhaps they want to move between some of those different types of PMO model that you mentioned? Yeah. Um. I think uh, I think the key, the key learnings uh, for me over the years, because in a previous life I also used to work in recruitment around PMOs, so I had a lot of experience of you know talking to people that might be working at a, you know like say I'm working at a project level I want to move into more program level and giving them um, career ad advice about how you can make that happen. Um, I, I've always the first thing I think for for a lot of people is trying to understand well what is it that you you really want to do what is it that's um, that's making you think um, 
you know, but I want to I want to move on from where I am, or I just want to get more responsibility, or you know, what what is it really? And I think this is the hardest thing that people um is is that development stuff is like trying to we don't give enough time to it for a start. We just think professional development is oh, just book a training course that that's that sorted out. But actually, it's quite a lot of thought and about where you want to get to and and why and what's driving you and things like that. Um, the other the other issue with it a lot of the time as well is that you don't know what's available. So you know that that's that saying you don't know what you don't know. So you think that you're working in a, an organisation today, working in a certain type of PMO. Actually, you've got no idea often what else is available, what else is there that would actually really float your boat because there's so many different types of PMOs out there. Um, and I think, um, again, that's one of the beauties of something like how to PMO. You get to listen to other people working in different businesses and listening to how they, they're doing things and, and all that kind of stuff. I think with um, in terms of the development stuff is that there's there's two ways of, of looking at it as far as I'm concerned, is which is the technical abilities of the job, which is when I'm talking about things like, you know, the ability to do resource management, benefits management, do your planning, all of those kind of technical type stuff. But also, um, like I said, we don't put enough emphasis on the people side. And I totally believe over the years of, of working in the PMOs, that uh, working with people in PMOs, that it's the, they have to be hand in hand. Um, we typically see two types of PMO people, one that are very um, outgoing, chatty community people and then we've got the other ones that are quite analytical sometimes very rarely you might get them into you know in one person which is mm. but by and large that's how you get the you know you get those two different types of people and i think you do need to bring them closer together to be a really truly rounded pmo person so if you're looking to move on into whatever context you want to think about moving into you'll obviously need the technical technical knowledge so if you're moving from a program to a portfolio level yes you're going to need to understand a little bit more about how portfolio management works and all of that kind of good stuff and the supporting services that would go into um, working well in that kind of environment but also it comes that to the um it's the behavioral side of what pmo people do but also need development and those are not necessarily the things that you go on a training course to do mm. Um, which is the problem. It's, so where do you get it from? Where do you learn about the, the ability to, 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 you know, to set, to, to, I don't know, to, 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 to talk to a senior exec? You know, you're in that environment and it's like it's up to you now to, to put forward something to them. How about your, you know, your the ability to speak in public, how to get a, a clear message across, how to show, you know, all of these things. That's the diffi- That's a true difficulty. I, I totally believe that anybody who's working in PMO and is really into it has the ability to learn the technical sides of this is what portfolio management is and this is how we do it. However, if I've got to do a prioritisation workshop, how do I manage that? How do I get people? Um, you can you can just see it now, can't you? All the departments are there and they all want their projects to go in the top ten, but there's only one slot. So and actually. It's your job to be able to what influence, negotiate, or, you know, all of those things, and I think that's mm. that's the trickiest part. And um, I think well, one of the ways that we've talked about how people can do that is looking at the opportunities that are in your current role. Yeah. So some of the stuff you're only ever going to get when you're in the new job. 
that's the reason why we change jobs a lot of the times for the challenge. So we know that we're going to have some challenging times. However, when you're in a current role where you're feeling quite comfortable, you can start to put yourself outside of your comfort zone. So you're not changing too many variables at, at that time. So, you know, if you're in a PMO today and you ideally want to be moving onwards and upwards, actually, have you ever uh, led a project? Have you ever actually been in the shoes of a project manager? Perhaps you might want to be thinking about what project could I be managing on behalf of our PMO? Because there's a lot of projects that PMO does, you know, like mm -hmm. um, we might be putting in new tools, for example, or we might be pushing out a new process or we've got, you know, a new um, technique around mismanagement that we want to roll out. These are all project type activities. So these are the kind of things you can be thinking about. What can I do in my current job that's going to help prepare me for that next step that I want to do further down the line? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's a classic um, it's a growth mindset, isn't it, that you've always mm. got to be thinking. And yeah, I, might I like have, that. You know, yeah. And and also what you said earlier resonated with me, Lindsay, in that you PMOs definitely have to have a set of skills that allows them to have those conversations. But there's no training course that will teach you how to do that. You have to be able to have that courage, have that confidence to throw yourself in, to be able to. And sometimes, you know what, it's asking the questions that that will give you the information that you need and knowing the right questions as well as shadowing a project manager or program manager to understand what that delivery effort actually looks like even if they're working on a traditional project management um, framework or they're using agile for example is to understand what does that delivery mechanism look like what's the data that is collected out of that what is driving the team in terms of what they're trying to achieve and then working back I guess and, and understand okay well what are the motivations from senior management that are leading to this yeah. um, initiative being followed through by the teams you know getting a full picture of that and I think curiosity which is what Sharon and I talk about a lot can take people a long way as mm. well as having those conversations and being open you know, reaching out within your organisation and being open and trying to understand who you need to be talking to in a particular space to gather that information. Um, yeah, I think and I've, the, the PMOs that I've seen thrive are very good at doing that. They're very good at making those connections. They're very good at having those collaborations with delivery managers. They're very good at supporting them. What have you seen that... Um, PMOs can actually provide to support those delivery teams in their efforts as well. Um, listen, it's, yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's not about necessarily delivering, uh, supporting delivery teams as such, because okay. if you think what I've said about, you know, from the bottom up and the top down, so the PMO has got its, its remit like right across the, the board. So I, I think I see it more about how a PMO can support um change and our businesses you know so it's a bit of a, a wider thing of which teams you know obviously kind of fall into that um i think for for me in terms of the individual um support is um like you said yourself is that the, the a lot of the issues that you have now i think pmos are generally very good at supporting project 
project level, you know, because that's where predominantly it's come from, the need to support a team and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and they'll continue to do that, uh, you know, on a hand-to-hand -hand basis. It, it, it's literally you'll have a PMO person that is either, um, you know, working on that particular project or multiple projects and giving them that day-to-day -day, um, help and, and things like that. But I think for me, it's... Um, a PM, a real, a, the, the real reason a PMO should be there, and I say PMO as opposed to, you know, a project support officer type person that's doing that project stuff, is that it has got to be about the, the whole environment. Um, you know, we can't just worry about one team. We've got to think about a multitude of teams. And it's not just mm. project levels. It's, it's the programs and it's the portfolios. And I think that's totally where the PMO focus needs to be now. Um it's not what we're ignoring teams. It's that it's not about that. It's it's that actually there are bigger issues here. I think most project managers look hopefully are good at their job. You know, they should be the right person to deliver that project. And that actually the PMO mm. is there to be able to look, we can help you do certain aspects if you're not sure, or actually, you know, we are here to make sure that the whole all of it is successful, not just you. So I think it's more of, a, in terms of future type stuff for PMO, it is not necessarily at that project level. Like I said, we've struggled over the last six years, get our heads around, should we be supporting? And the same level, Agile teams. No, we don't. We don't support them in the same way that you would support a waterfall project. It's a different no. thing, than the, the different way of working, which requires a different way for the PMO to support. What we're now um, looking at, and, and the push is coming down from the exec level, is is this uh, scaled agile thing, which is you know mm. the enterprise level type stuff. That's where the real um, focus should be for the PMO, because I, I do I totally believe at the project level, yeah, we can get in there and help helping hand and whatever. But actually, we've got a bigger problem here coming down the line. Uh, and I say that because it's like, um, I mean, we're still in the, the process of, of trying to understand all of this but for example things like value streams right you'll know all this stuff mm. and you can you can jump in and help but um we're trying to get ahead around the fact that okay so now we'll think about portfolio management in an agile hybrid type environment so and they're saying that actually value streams are the way that we should be thinking about how value gets delivered in this way mm. so the PMO is not now having to just look at and support individual project teams. We've now got to be um, working with and, uh, different heads of departments, you know, is it HR, there's this, that, you know, all of these people in this value stream. PMOs yeah. are a bit like, okay, so how, how are we doing this? That, you know, this is a, mm. this is a big step change. You know, so mm. and, and that's what I meant by the actual delivery team. So a delivery team can be working on multiple initiatives yeah. if you like that that delivery team can be cross-functional yeah, so yeah. Th they don't necessarily need to be in our old school world of well, that's right, right. You know, my head still goes there to old school right? you see you see <laughs> whereas my head my head so that co our question answers it, it just illustrates that right my yeah. my head went to i'm actually delivering a product here that product mm -hmm. and that delivery effort is wider than just mm -hmm. a, a project in our old school world but you, but you would um, immediately thought, ah, okay, that's that's a project level that Nietzsche's talking about. No more does that does that thinking, I think, yeah. within a lot of organizations, that thinking doesn't exist 
anymore. People are opening that out to look at those value streams. So you're absolutely right. But it, it does illustrate like where your mind goes is the, is the area of, um, it's the area of, I guess, the focus that you've had in the past, right? And it's, it's a, a massive shift, isn't it? Because it is. when you now think about value streams and you think yeah. about perhaps funding and how these things are funded, Oh, the whole um, um, financing model now changes. And that's just one example. But I think it changes so many things in terms of how traditionally PMOs have operated. Mm. So it's a massive, a massive shift for, for all PMOs. Yeah, well, and, and, and like you guys were saying before. Oh, sorry, go on, Lindsay. I was going to say the crucial thing is, is that actually, and it is still a role for the PMO, because who else? Yes. Yes. Who else in organisation is going to do that oversight piece? But, and yes. tell people upstairs what's going on. I can't think of any yeah. other bit in the business. There might be a new thing that, that comes along. I don't know. But why would you do that if you've already got people that have got your back when it comes to delivering change? Why not use these mm. people? And um, we can learn new skills. We're doing it all the time. Bits of knowledge mm. all the time. So actually, this is nothing different from that. It's just that, you know, I've still not been able to see, okay, so where's the PMO that sits across these value streams? What are they doing? What does it look like? Um again, you know, those are the, the, the things. But yeah, it, it's a classic, isn't it? Because um, we've always had this about um traditional project management. We've always used to talk about things like, oh yeah, we've got PID, got this, they've got other, we're doing WIP, all of this kind of stuff. And people look for it and you just think, what on earth? So you're talking at cross purposes, which is exactly what we've just done. You thought one thing and yeah. I thought another. Here we are. Yeah. Yet again. <laughs> yeah, but, but but the thing is it's good to have these conversations, guys. And one one area I picked out where PMO can absolutely come in and help is you define that value stream. You talked about value streams. I spoke about delivery effort a delivery team, which could be delivering a product, not necessarily a project, a product that can live on and on and on as long as it's valid in the marketplace, pulling those cross-functional teams together. Who pulls that resource plan together to make sure that cross-functional team can come together versus department level initiatives where department leads are saying, hang on a minute, I know you've got your product priorities, but I've got to sort out my department priorities as well. Who, who facilitates and has that conversation at leadership level? It's not the delivery teams because that's not their role. So there is a space for PMO to be able to do that. Equally, I believe there's a space for PMO to start gathering data to figure out how well those products are performing in the marketplace. Feed mm. that back into the delivery teams and into product development. That would really empower a PMO for the future. That would really help a PMO also develop that voice at leadership level and also give the voice to the delivery teams and develop those initiatives going forward and really get management approval. So, yeah, I, I do believe there is that space. But I, it absolutely, I, that, was, that was a really um, fun example, if you like, <laughs> that we pulled out to say, hey, yeah. you know, that this, this is so important to have this dialogue with people because you, you know, it's like the classic uh, blind men and an elephant. I see this piece, you see this piece. Yeah, no, totally. I think, and again, that's, you know, that's what the House of PMO is there to do. So we're picking up, you know, the whole value stream um, 
conversation and having that as part of a and a we do a, a conference in june and we put a, a we'll do this thing called the largest pmo classroom and try to pick yeah. things when you wouldn't necessarily i want to go on a training course to do this because actually it's probably not a full training course it's still maybe just a couple of hours but yeah so mm-hmm. we're actually that theme up because we 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 have to once i've started trying to get my head around it what i want to do is get other people into the room and let's all what we're we doing about this because that's the beauty of pmos is that there is no right or wrong answer we just need guiding principles yeah mm. that's what required a lot of time with pmos it's not a pick it up here's a checklist all these things that you need to put in place it is more about guiding principles but allow you then to have the space to be able to put things in place, depending on the organisation that you're in. But also, because it, because it's guiding principles, I think it also requires that whoever's going to do that has to have been around the block a few times in, in terms of PMO. And again, it comes back to what Sharon was saying. Her approach is all about asking the questions and listening. But you'll need those guiding principles to help inform. Actually, now I've listened to you, this is what I'm I'm seeing and you know, all of that kind of approach. So it's getting away from that, you know, which is really hard actually for PMOs because we like a checklist, we like a framework, we like <laughs> we a do. But I mean she's all got its place, absolutely, in some of the services that we offer. But we're talking about a new kind of PMO for the, you know, that's gonna be future proof with the way that delivery is happening in the business. And I think that is not on any checklist as far as I'm concerned. Um not yet anyway. <laughs> <laughs> not yet but can I just say I think that's part of the beauty of the house of PMO is that you and Eileen have created this wonderful community of people with totally different experiences from mm. different industries and you pull everybody together so we can have these um, empowering conversations so I think what what you've created there is unique and it's very special and for any of our listeners who haven't heard of House of PMO, go and look it up and get involved. And it's not just for PMO people. So I tell project managers about it as well, BAs. You can all learn from it. So definitely get involved is what I'd recommend. Thank you. Well, I have a, a really, um, I love having conversations like this with people. I don't want to say geeks because we're, we're, we're more than that. <laughs> but, um, but do this kind of job because I think like you say is there's a lot in the gray areas and it does mm-hmm. really, that kind of stuff does come from other people's insights so um so yeah keep listening to podcasts like these and um that's I mean that's to be fair that's how I pick up a lot of stuff it's not a training course it doesn't need it's not required it's, it's just something that like you say it comes back to your thing about being curious and, uh, and what I want to say, if you're going to, you know, be curious, but you have to be scared, not about, you might fail and you might embarrass yourself or you might feel like you've embarrassed yourself, but you, you have to push through sometimes because that's what makes us feel alive, I think, um, you know, but you, you'll, you'll get so much more out of that. Actually, I pushed myself to do this. Yes, it felt mm-hmm. excruciating, but you know, actually it's not as bad as I thought it'd be uh, that's all I'd you know I'd, I'd give you from me being doing this for 20 years because when I first started in this job many moons ago I was so shy that stopped me from mm. doing a lot of things um, certainly in this kind of role around PMO that you feel like you can't come forward um, I just wish that you know that 
it just came over over time and just pushing and pushing and pushing and yeah sometimes you do the wrong thing and sometimes it's embarrassing but you know what you'll come out of it either side because you know it's at the end of the day it's it's life isn't it um yeah so yeah i mean it, it, it's uh so yeah keep listening to podcasts i would uh, certainly recommend and um yeah no it's been lovely to chat with you both it's been lovely to chat with you Lindsay. thank you Lindsay, thank you so much for coming. What would you say your takeaways are? Um, my takeaways from this um, podcast is just a reinforcement that, um, you know, it's it's good to talk about uh, the jobs that you're, you're doing. And because often you'll see that, you know, I've, I've learned, I've been around this for, for a long time and actually I've learned something um, yet again which is uh, certainly the, the, the example about us talking at cross-purposes about what delivery teams mean in this day and age. So, um, so that's absolutely one of them. Um, but I think for me, um, in terms of, um, you know, what's reiterated is just, you know, just how wonderful PMO is and just how different it can be. And that for each person's experiences are different, are unique, but are also very similar because there are themes that run through PMO that will always be the same for everybody. It's just the way that we choose to um, provide that to our organisation, the service we choose to to offer, does really come down to you know the individuals that work within that PMO and the person that leads that PMO. So um, you know, for me, it's just that um, that diversity um, is still what makes me get out of bed in the morning to to pull people together to talk about this kind of stuff. And I will reiterate the word being curious and curiosity. We talk about it a lot too at House of PMO. It's the the, the only way that you can, um, I, I believe, is to want to help think about how you develop yourself. If you're not curious, um, how, you know, how are you going to go out there and just, you know, be have a first for stuff? Um, but equally, being curious is kind of like a precursor for um, doing something differently, having a go. Um, putting yourself out there um, yes you might fail yes you might embarrass yourself but actually it's you know it's one of those things that if you want to move forward certainly in PMO because of the way that the role changes and the way that the PMO is changing um, you've got to be curious about where it can go Um, so I love the word yeah that's it Sharon what are yours Oh, so I think for me, following on from what Lindsay has said, it's it's remembering that learning comes in many um, shapes and forms. And a lot of the things that certainly I've learned from being in PMO is actually not going on a training course. So I've learned a lot simply by shadowing, asking questions, networking. So things like the House of PMO has been great for me because if I want to learn a different topic or a new way of doing it, We've got people from cross industry, all different types of experiences, and we can come together and share and bounce ideas off each other. Again, the podcast has been another great way to learn. Um, You know, I've learned from an agile coach of different tips on facilitation, for example. So these are things that you won't necessarily get on a course, but just be open to different types of learning because they definitely are impactful in PMO roles. So I think those would be mine. How about you, Nisha? Oh, lots to take away from this one. So as someone who's led and coaches delivery teams, I would say PMO is an untapped resource, an untapped group of 
great people that have knowledge generally across organizations, that have knowledge across organizations around projects, products that are being delivered, and that can really help gather very useful data around what organizations need to be working on so they're working on the right things. I say untapped because I don't fully see how they are um, completely developed to their fullest potential and utilized at the moment when I think they really can be. So um, I am all up for what House of PMO provides because I believe it's wanting to set PMO on that journey and, and you know make sure they continue thriving. So that's what I get out of this session. Thank you guys. Brilliant and thank you to Lindsay so much for joining us. Lindsay, which platforms can people find you on if they want to work with you or connect with you? Um, you can find us pretty much anywhere. So um, you just um, drop into LinkedIn and you'll see us. Um, we have a group there that's got a lot of activity going on. It's not called House of PMO. It's called PMO Flash Mob, which is a ridiculous name. But, um, <laughs> you know, you can um, you can find stuff within all the time there. But just drop into House of PMO, which is houseofpmo.com. Thank you so much again for joining us. We've taken a lot from this conversation and thank you to everybody for watching and listening. Make sure you look out for our next video and please like, follow and subscribe.